all of a sudden they're given purpose by um, you being able to talk with them. And they'll give you items. I do sort of slightly faintly remember that, but I mean... You're in a Pokemon fan sandwich here, so I think you're you're yeah. at a disadvantage. <laughs> Hello and welcome. My name's Jay Yoon. With me today is my good old friend Alexander Gonzalez. What up? And also with us today, you probably know him well, Jacob McCourt from the Left Behind Game Club. How you doing, Jacob? I'm doing super good. I I love being on the show with you guys because we get to talk about game concepts and. BS about Pokemon and it, it's a lot of fun. So thank you for having me for the third time. Uh, I have a fun concept for us to talk about today. Yeah, Heck yeah, we're super excited about that. But please remember that we are not game devs. I did that backwards, but it's okay because those are not the backwards things we're talking about today. Today, we are creating something new. Every week, we are not game devs. We'll create a new exciting video game idea that we have always wanted to play, but not have any knowledge or know how to create the wonderful experience out of video games. Today, Jacob will present our 143rd IP. Take it away. Okay, so usually I come in here with like a, a design doc in my brain already already kind of started. Um, but today I want to develop with you guys a spiritual successor to an, an almost 20-year-old video game whose core mechanic I feel has never been done in a video game since. And we're just going to do it today. We're going to do it. We're going to do it wow. today. Are you guys All ready? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have y'all heard of a game called Wrath Unleashed? No, I, I also okay. would have to say I have not heard about this game. I, it sounds okay. it sounds familiar though. The first thing that so comes to a, my mind is Force Unleashed, which I don't think is the right thing. It is not. Nope. So it is a game developed by the Collective, published by LucasArts Ooh. back in the PlayStation Two Xbox era. Okay, the core mechanic of this game was that there are mythical creatures, but the thing that I really want to like hit on is two things. One, it's like a, a hexagonal chess-like board. The second piece is that you have troops. So imagine it, it's a strategy game like a like a Fire Emblem or Advance Wars, right? Except instead of, you know, you have mythical creatures. It's kind of like Fire Emblem, but you have factions in the game. The thing that happens when you battle on a space is you actually go into like a fight. So like imagine that it's part strategy yeah, okay. game, part fighting game. And there's not really been a game since that has done both of them. And I want to make a spiritual successor to this game. So Wait, that's where I'm starting us. So let's get into it. You go into a fight like a, like a fighting game? Yeah. So the way this one worked, it would kind of be similar to like, I don't know if you guys played Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects back in the day. We're going, we're going deep today. Wait. Yeah, so that's the one where you put on a big old level. Oh, my friends used to get so mad at me because I would be Spider-Man and just dump trash on them. You could dump yeah. as much trash. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. It almost this reminds is what me of I Bloody wanna Roar do. in terms of yeah. like the fighting. Yeah. So like, okay. imagine that it's it's like a or or like like a Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi yeah. or like any kind of anime fighter where like big space, destructible environments. And you cool, kind of cool. you kind of fight each other, so that's what I want. I want a strategy game that like you control your troops from high, but the actual battle mechanic is a fighting game like Marvel Nemesis, like Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi. Tenkaichi. I mean, just looking from screenshots of this game, it looks like a game I would have loved during that time period. Um, 
two games kind of come to mind where I want to draw my inspiration from personally, just because that's the closest I have to this, would be uh, Total War, whatever you want to put behind Total War, or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! War of Roses, or whatever that game was called. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, but that's a more strategy. Right, right. But yeah, dude, I, I'm all up for this. I'm a big civilization dude. I'm a big like uh, just like the hexagonal thing just already brings like me good feels in terms of what kind of game uh, to expect from it. But you mentioned during at the beginning that you've been into MOBAs. I kind of see this being a similar vein to that in like the new reimagining of it where we have like multiple heroes on a line and then you'd go strategically around a big board. And then when you meet other people, that's where the fighting comes along. Ooh. And you would like try to progress on this board to level up your hero amongst maybe other heroes, maybe against other. I don't know that part yet. I haven't gone that far. But that's that's where I'm thinking about taking this in terms of direction. So you're thinking fantasy. You're thinking a variety of different heroes that you can choose from. And uh, is it multiplayer or is it meant to be single player? And like one player controls multiple fighters mm. or is it like a team game where it's five versus five? I'm not mm. super sure on that point. Well, you could do it either way. I was thinking for the single or for a story mode, it doesn't matter if it's single player or multiplayer. You can have these different heroes be, you know, some parts of one faction, another part of another faction, or have it, you know, where maybe they're from different parts of different nations and they represent different powers and go that route. I mean, I've seen tons of games do it, whether it's like Mortal Kombat, where there's like the White Lotus and then uh, stuff like that. Or if we're talking about White Lotus, Avatar, Fire Nation, Water Nation, that kind of stuff. So you can have different fighters like that. I was wondering what kind of fighting you guys want in this, because we could have big levels and then you can move around 3D spaces. And with that, what are we thinking? Because if you're thinking fantasy, you can kind of make them more monsters or what I mean by monsters, you know, you can do the elves, you can do the titans, you can do like kobolds. What, mm -hmm. what, what are you thinking, Jacob? I, I was thinking like high fantasy. So like in my brain, I was thinking of like Fire Emblem, where like Fire Emblem is focused around humans, but there are dragons and there are other creatures. So in my, I, I love what you said, where it's like there are multiple factions, mm -hmm. humans, orcs, titans, dragons, and each of them have their own like goals and, and politics. And maybe within each race, there are like a set number of heroes named heroes mm -hmm. that you can that you can choose from to go into battles then i wonder if sorry jay i wonder if we could make the story different than where you know you can have a, a regular story but you can also inject story into like a multiplayer by having different characters interact with each other when they battle you know like where they'll have certain scripted lines together yeah where when they meet each other they'll be like oh this is this will be the second time that we fight i'll get revenge on you for my, for the army that i lost and you're like oh right. okay i didn't know that those two were connected like that sort of like how overwatch does it yeah um, exactly so did you does this game in your head have any kind of like a resource management 
part of it, kind of like Warcraft, where you have a base and then you like farm for materials to build your hero and then like that stuff? Or do you just kind of start as maybe at the beginning of your campaign? Well, the campaign, I guess you would go through, you'll have like how I imagine the campaign going with the direction we're going, we'll have like the four races, you pick one and then they have their own campaign and then you go through multiple heroes throughout that races thing and you do multiple AI battles and you do the next one, the next one, the next one. And each one, each time you go through the campaign, you meet other heroes from other races that you might've played before. And then it just plays out that way. Um, but yeah, is there like a, a base management system or it's a, you just plop down and then you go and try to get through this level and there's, there's like uh, objectives that you have to hit or something like that. I think that it's more about um, like the, the strategy and the tactics like of your fighters and your positioning and like capturing an enemy's base. Mm. I think if there's resource management, it's very light. Okay. Like the, the focus of this game, if there are like two pillars of it, it's like the strategy on the field and like choosing heroes and the fighting part of it. Like those are the two pillars of our game. Is the game called Two Pillars? I don't know. <laughs> so would you say... Bad name. We'll come up with that later. Would you say maybe the the gameplay of the strategy portion, um, maybe it could be you do have a command of maybe like two named heroes and then five or six... Let's just call Fodder them... Fodder soldiers? Yeah, like just soldiers that maybe have characteristics like maybe it can be more fire emblemly where they are they're named have personalities have lines and stuff like that but they're not big hitting heroes but you could send these guys into in like groups and you'll send them out on the strategy board and then when they do an encounter it, you'll go through a fight but in my head it's like stock battle Super Smash Bros where like once one person dies the next person comes in and then you just fight the battle like that and then the big hero fights, you will send them at, to try and make it so they're like taking on the bigger targets, or you could send a bunch of fodder troops to take down one big target and then, like, you know, move them around the map that way. Um, is, I guess, how I'm sort of seeing it kind of go. And then maybe there could be like advantages of picking up a weapon or something here first and then going to battle with that will give you like a boost and something or uh along those lines you know what this sounds really weird but it sounds like there's going to be like the way you explained it probably you didn't want to sound this way it sounds like there's a bunch <laughs> of different genres happening so like if you send the fodder and it's fodder against fodder it'll be like super smash brothers where they're in the 3d environment but it's more, much more light, floaty, and they die easier. But if you send fodder against a hero character, it's more like a Mousseau, where they're taking out tons of fodder, but that fodder may be able to do a little bit of damage to that hero. So when it's heroes versus hero, maybe they have a couple arrows in them. Maybe they have a little bit less health. Maybe they move a little slower. There could be like debuffs that could be applied so that when your hero goes in, he actually can maybe uh win with an advantage i don't know that's just what i came up uh, with jumping off your idea well i like i like that i like that a lot like that you know your heroes are going to be the ones that are going to win the game for you but the like let's say not even call them fodders let's say like they're just like enemy like they're troops of non-hero and of non-hero characters and they can do like some damage or if you're really good at the fighting part 
your like unnamed troops can take down a hero mm-hmm. but you have to be really really good at the fighting for that yeah. to happen and you keep persistent damage as you go through like the match or the the mission if you will right. no i love right. that and i exactly. i could imagine maybe in order to get advantage with the regular troops you could like go find a catapult in this fort and shoot it at like a mat like a like a named hero on the other side and then that will like start their health down lower or like you could set up traps on the ground like uh oh yeah you could also do that yeah maybe maybe there's a named hero that can put down traps and stuff like that too like maybe some named heroes can there i can see that dip depending on like what class like what kind of class or what kind of way they play because not everyone's going to be just a knight that wants to fight face-to-face there may be roguish characters there may be alchemists that choose to fight a little bit differently that yeah when you when you get into the fight they can do that Hmm. which would be interesting because that way if one sets traps i would imagine that you know a knight on a horse would maybe do a charge and move faster so that they can engage or then you could have different range characters as well so there would be that so maybe if someone's better at strategy they could play the game differently than someone who's better at fighting games so that way it's almost like there's a little evenness going on. Yeah, like put so many buffs and debuffs on your team and the other team where the fighting is so easy, it doesn't really uh, matter how bad you are at fighting. Or if you're really good at fighting, just go head first into a battle and just win through pure fighting skill alone. And I'm sure there's going to be the that's where the factions will come into play, where these factions will represent maybe different styles and different core beliefs that these people have. And depending on what you like to do, if you just like to light them up and, you know, just power through and fight, then you'll pick a faction that does that, maybe orcs or something like that. And maybe if you're talking about support defense, maybe you're going to be picking something a little bit more high magic where they're going to be a little bit back and using buffs and debuffs. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. I'm thinking... Now, getting to the actual fighting, do we want there to be cutscenes or anything in this, or do you just want it to be pure gameplay? Well, the the reason I paused is I was like, it sounds like we're making a game like a StarCraft or a Fire Emblem where we are making, like, multiple campaigns... Mm-hmm. Where like each faction is gonna have their own campaign, which puts you in charge of a faction that has like a very different play style. Um, That's kind that, of that how was I where my it. brain was going. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of see it. So that like, way. if it's orcs and titans yeah. and like magic born, I, I don't know. These are what yeah. our people yeah. are called. Uh, they they play a, a totally different way. So exactly. I I know that was like a, a weird sidebar, but like I think that our game is primarily single player multiple different story modes for the three factions or whatever that we have and then maybe there's also a multiplayer mode that you can you can play with friends mm-hmm. the fighting i really see it as being like like a like a dragon ball z where like it's a big or marvel you know nemesis where it's a big map and you have control to go wherever you want and your objective is to just take down the other the other fighter yeah, yeah. Okay. i i also see it more like dragon ball and we could even have I don't know how intense the fighting will get in terms of how crazy the named heroes' abilities are, but I like the Budokai and uh, the Dragon Ball fighting game stuff where if, like, Dragon Ball fighters with the Z, 
did it too, where if you do like a crazy move and just pound a guy, you'll like transition into another part of the map. Um, and it changes the whole map after that uh, instance. Um, but yeah, I see what would like be pretty cool is if instead of like just transitioning to a different part of the map, what if when you smash a carrot hero, it transitions you into a different part of the tile too. So you literally smash them and then you could knock them in theory into some of your army. So then all of a sudden they have to face two different foes oh, because they got smashed yep. that way. Or what if you make the mistake and you smash them and their own troops uh, grab them, bolster them, revive them a little bit and then put them back into the fight and start cheering. Then that would be kind of cool. It's, or if it's multiplayer and like it's a two versus two and you're like controlling the troops together and like somebody gets smashed into another into another hex and you then have to do a two on one. Mm, yeah, that yeah. would be so cool. More yeah. hex play. Like maybe that stuff can um, be extended where you could use the hexes to your advantage where next to you there's like maybe you're fighting on a mountaintop and one side of of the hex is literally just a drop off the mountain. And if you could force your, the enemy off that, off the hex, off yeah, the side of the mountain, that'd be a just ring fall. Out. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be a ring out or maybe it'll just do some more significant damage or maybe in the strategy portion, they'll take damage, fall down the mountain, but then you have to go find them again, but they're like heavily damaged or something like that. Um, That's, yeah. I like that. That way um, the battle, it'll feel like when you exit the battle, you had some significance upon the larger map. Yeah. That being said, what do you guys think about this? This is just a weird idea I had, and maybe it could be only done now with the power of next gen, where <laughs> this will be the first in my head. I don't know if any other uh, strategy games that have this kind of two layers to it go, but what if this huge open... 3D campaign maps. Um, you you're playing right, and then you move your characters on these hexes. But then, as soon as you land on another hex with uh, that enemy player, and then it goes into the fighting sequence, it kind of zooms down and in. And this whole 3D world that we create, like the hexes, are just invisible walls that you can kind of see and are kind of shiny. So the entire world is like. The the transition from the hex to the fighting portions is non-existent. It's all there. It's no like two different engines that are working with each other. It's just yeah. I I don't know how to explain it because I don't think I've ever seen this. You're before. a total so, war fan. Yeah. Right. Where like you scroll down. Like imagine you have your scroll wheel and you scroll all the way down and you'll be in in the actual fighting game app and you scroll up. And you'll actually be like yeah. on the real time strategy or the t turn based strategy. Exactly. Map. But it would be like completely seamless where it's more like the Grand Theft Auto 5 thing where it zooms out and then zooms back in. Then if we're doing that, we need to somehow have the announcer like Soul Calibur where it's like on this day in a field on a Sunday afternoon, two heroes from different factions meet. And then it's like, well, Jay. Looks like we're settling our feud today. And they pick up their weapons and go from there. That would be so we're epic. We're anime now. I, yeah. I feel like <laughs> the best way to, to picture this is we'll have the announcers and all that. But It feels like Fate Stay Night a little bit now, doesn't it? Like, 
uh, almost like if you guys have ever played that, it's basically uh, where he- heroes from the past are then used in modern day battles, where like all of a sudden mm. Alexander the Great is being used. Oh, it almost okay. feels oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. And he and he's like against for some reason Frankenstein, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the way that I see this campaign strategy portion, it's going to play like a strategy game. But think about it as like an open world fighter where the environment actually affects on how the fighting happens. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where your, your, your hero character just runs around. And yeah, like I said, there's going to be strategy mechanics. But theoretically, you could just run around and then run into an enemy. And then a fighting instance will happen all seamlessly in this open world. But there are hexes and there are reasons to be on certain hexes and take like have like people like um, cover a mountain pass because they can't get through the mountains for some reason. You know, there's like strategy involved, but it's going to be more seamless in terms of when you're fighting and when you're doing the strategy portions. It's not going to be two different games. I want there to be also like if there's epic fights going on, like let's say there's someone who uh, particularly uses lightning powers that they can leave a hex tile with rain on it. Or there's a faction that happens to use poisons that maybe when their fighters fight, it leaves it poison. So there's a buff for their faction and a debuff for other factions. So that way there's little powers that go along with the hexes. That way it's like it all feeds in. I don't want to feel like how we're, how we keep trying to make it seamless. I don't want it to feel like there's two separate parts of the game, but they're feeding into each other. There's like a loop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, like a lasting effect after a battle and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe permanent environmental changes from some fights too could happen. Yeah. Depending on the powers used, the weapon, like whatever happened during that fight, it can change the hex tile. Or it could even be like, uh, either like an ultimate, combo move or like a story campaign beat where if you do beat yeah. this hero something happens in that space um and those could be or there's crazier. a storm yeah and like lightning comes down and like lights a fire in a forest mm-hmm. maybe maybe that yep. could be like uh you know how in like these strategy games you could heavily mod the difficulty and like what happens and random encounters and stuff maybe that could be like a random encounter thing like weather is just kind of it just happens and stuff like that day and night cycles yeah i love that i like it um cutscene wise i think alex you mentioned cutscenes earlier i feel like there will be cutscenes like maybe even it'll have the traditional fighting quip back and forth where they like get ready to fight and they're like i don't know they see something dumb like you've never seen moves like this before (laughs) but they'll have like all that stuff And I don't think it would be too hard to make it to where the cutscenes can change varying. Like, let's say you have troops on the hexes surrounding you. They'll be like coming from an army and they'll be walking from their army forward. Or if they're just by themselves, maybe they have a small camp and they just get up and they're like, nope, I sent everybody forward. It's just going to be you like against me today. That way, you know, I want it to feel like it's a little bit there. And, you know, it's just like small editing, like maybe three different takes where there's different people or not. Yeah, no, I think I think it could definitely happen. Or I, even like making the cutscenes be in engine. Uh, I don't know if you guys would be, be against that, where they're not like pre-rendered, but we'll have like every character model will have animations made for cutscenes. So obviously, some cutscenes are going to look weird, where they're going to do like an animation, their arm will clip through a tree or something like that. But I don't, I don't think like. In engine cutscenes would be terrible either, kind of like how Fallout 4 did it. 
I think our our game is built on like really great next gen technology, where like you said, it it will look, it'll be seamless. If you want to move between the the map down to like the arenas, if you will, uh, there is no loads. Like mm-hmm. that's gonna be the big marketing point for our game. That like we're gonna bring you from strategy to fighting game in an instant, and it's gonna be seamless. Yep. Besides the gameplay how what what do you see the graphics looking like what does this game look like to you in your head is it cartoony is it realistic is it kind of pixelated maybe i don't know uh what what are you thinking i i saw it being uh kind of like the fire emblem games on the gamecube where like it is not it is not photorealistic but it is not anime it is somewhere between photorealism and anime. I like that. Let's do it. Music. I mean, I, I just hear like typical. I mean, I don't, typical is a bad word to use, but just like fantasy esque music with like the harps, yeah. the flutes, the lutes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Live music. I'm cool with it. Yeah. What other fantasy stuff are there? Horns, I mean, I, I'm, trumpets. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Harps, lutes, flutes. Uh, the trumpets. the vocalizer, Skyrim people. Um, so like drums for orcs, trumpets for humans, flutes, lutes for high magic users. Um, I could see it being like uh very like if you're using titans and treants and stuff like that. That's gonna be very old instruments. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about. I guess factions, actually, since we didn't really get into the factions. I mean, are they going to be very typical where maybe it's like, yeah, humans, elves, orcs, and then, I don't know. I think it can be typical, but we can have some fun with it. Like, for instance, with high magic users, you could do it where if you play the high magic campaign enough or you beat through it, all of a sudden you unlock um blood magic users where maybe they're fallen they're corrupted and there's like a couple heroes within that faction that you never knew existed but you can unlock that way same thing with orcs you could have um have orcs come out and there's regular orcs and then there's um maybe fallen orcs or something like that mm-hmm. same thing with titans all of a sudden you unlock treants and there's like different heroes like that i don't know what we would do for humans unless we do something. yeah i i <sighs> I guess you could just have like, you know, different weapon users where like, hey, or, there's a lance user or a swordsman or whatever. Yeah, or humans can have vampires and different stuff like that come out. Mm. Werewolves. Werewolves. Or maybe there's different like underground factions like that that su- come out and support once you beat. The maybe game. sticking to like the hex theme like of six. Like I don't know if we need six factions, but like maybe there are six different within each race. There are like six different proficiencies or six different mm-hmm. paths you can take. Where it's you know, dark magic, high magic, blood magic, elemental magic, and then on the human side, swordsmen, lance people, axe guys. Mm-hmm. As yeah. you can mm-hmm. tell, I'm I'm super into the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> axe dudes. <laughs> Um, I also yep. think it, it it could be a little bit different in terms of how the the campaigns go. Where maybe for the orcs, it's not just orcs. Maybe they formed an alliance. Maybe we get weird, and this is like non traditional fantasy, where maybe the orcs, the elves, and the dwarves all banded together to fight against the human 
tyranny or whatever. And then maybe there are like uh, another group of people that we just completely invent for this game. Maybe there's mer people in this game and they have their whole new thing and they're trying to either take over the land people or uh, whatever. So, uh, just stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we can do that. We can have it where different factions are kind of have spiritless alliances and it can go back and forth. We can even make it in the campaign where maybe the factions go back and forth there too, mm -hmm. depending on what happens. Like switch sides and like major or, heroes switch sides because of a story decision you made or whatever. Yeah, or they come in like halfway or something like that, or maybe the human side with the goblins because um, the, they just have enough money to pay off the goblins. So now they're making technology for them. Or we could just make humans just evil people in this game and the humans are like the the bad path and yeah they're they're I teaming like up with the goblins or something <laughs> so whenever they're like on a tile and they do an action they pollute the environment <laughs> leave it a yeah, little bit more toxic right. for like humans and goblins what if, what if in this fantasy universe humans and goblins gotten into like a pseudo industrial age where they're like the technological bad people where yeah they're just destroying the earth they're using up all the resources but they have technology that's like a little bit more advanced than it should be in this universe you know what i mean they're like the fire nation where they just have stuff that other people don't uh but it's because humans and goblins don't care about the world and they're just teaming up to ruin everything and that's why orcs and elves for some reason teamed up and then they're together they're trying to fight it <laughs> off so humans and goblins are like money over everything that's how we run it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And doors are like, no, fuck that. We don't want any part of any of this. Um, but that being all said, after you beat, this is just the thought I had, after you beat all the campaigns in this game, let's say there's four campaigns, you beat them all, and then you unlock a secret one, and then be like monsters, and then you could just be like crazy dragons and stuff like that and just destroy everything. And that would be like the shorter, fun campaign that you get after beating everything. What? Where we do like kind of like Godzilla style, I guess. Yeah. If you want to do monsters, but okay, I get that. Like that's you, you extra just... DLC, baby. We're gonna we're gonna milk this sucker. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Most oh, definitely. Yeah. Talking about DLC, how much do you think this game will cost you? How much are you willing to pay 60, for this? Sixty 70. bucks. Full pop, baby. Full yeah. pop. Sixty, 60 bucks. bucks yep. Ninety dollars for the complete premium edition that come with the season pass. And three costumes and uh, yeah, extra we have heroes. more factions on the way. How about we say like you can you can do something like all of a sudden it comes from below, like you said. So mermen, naga, like crustacean humanoids, bring them all up, and then you can even have some kind of like you can go two different ways. You can have a kaiju come out of the water. That's a big threat, or a fucking Cthulhu if you want to go the other way. Yeah. We can make it work. Uh, we could have, like, in terms of if we add a water DLC, just because I love that type of stuff, we could have, yeah, the Mer people introduced as a faction. This could be a huge, may maybe the first DLC drop is huge, and it's like, it comes from below, like you said, Alex, or whatever you said. And yeah, we introduced nice. Mer people. We introduced pirates, which is literally all the different races in one faction, and they're just like the pirates. And then maybe we could even have Atlantis thrown in there, where it's like a super advanced nation. And it's so easy to, to do because basically you can just say all the fighting that's been happening above has been creating um, destruction below where there's more pollution, there's sound. So they're like, all right, this is enough. And, and then it just goes from there. So, yeah, I see it. I see it. All right.
Alex, it's time to start your timer because it's time to name this game. All right. And go. Hexrath. Hexrath. <laughs> Only because, like, Wrath Unleashed yeah. is the game that this is kind of based on, and it's, like, hexagonal. So, like, I don't know, 15 minutes ago, I was like, this game's called Hexrath. I don't know. I- I'm not tied to it, but I, I-, I kind of like it. Because you can do, like, Hexrath, Into the Deep, Hexrath, yeah. Sky- Sky's the Limit, yeah. bad yeah. DLC names. But, like, I, like I just saw this... We're building the next Warhammer, and we yep. need a name that's very easy to share. Hexrath is my pick, but I'm open yep. to choosing a different no, name. No, and then maybe the, the Hex is like the the celestial entity of this universe. Like the Hex are like the angels and stuff. So we'll even tie it in <laughs> to okay. the actual game. We'll Love it. it. We'll do it. All right. Hexrath at 45 seconds. All right. So do you want me to do the summary of Hexrath? All right, welcome to Hexrath, the hexagonal strategy game with fighting elements, where you play one of six factions with deep lore, and as they fight for supremacy, you will experience classes, history, scenes, and different feuds between them in Hexrath. All right, so I think we have a game here. Jacob, what do you think? Would this be a game you'd want to play and is it fun? Hell yeah. This is a game that I have thought about, no joke, every year, once <laughs> a year for the last 10 years. So it is a game I want to play. It's going to be built on the hottest new engine technology out there. So like, let's go, baby. Console, PC, doesn't matter. It's going to be yeah. great on all of it. Oh, yeah. Alex, how about yourself? Oh, yeah. This is perfect for me because when I get tired of strategy, I can beat some ass on the fighting. And you guys know yeah. I'm good at fighting games, so... <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm not great at fighting games, but I will play the hell out of the strategy portion and I won't have to be good at the strategy part because I, or not the strategy, the fighting part, because I destroyed them on the hex is. Now that we have a complete game, what game studio would you assign to be able to make hex wrath the best? I got two. I got one. Uh, so I would pick Intelligent Systems just because I feel like they crush. Like they did a, what was that game? Codename Steam. I guess it wasn't very good, um, but it shows that they can do other genres besides strategy. So I would want Intelligent Systems to do it. And and maybe maybe it's a, it's a co-development like between, and I mean, Intelligent Systems is Nintendo. So I don't know if that works, but like... This is tough, right? Because you need a studio that can do the strategy and the fighting. So, Alex, do you have, like, two studios that you're like, they're going to work together. It's going to be great. I was thinking Blizzard. Mm. Blizzard needs to remake their name. They need to recapture the magic they've had. They haven't had a hit in quite a while. And how big would it be if it was We Are Not Game Devs collaboration with Blizzard to make? Because they would be able to do the strategy completely and they're almost there to the fighting where overwatch is there. It's another leg that they could bring in. It's something they're not doing, but would be kind of what they're doing. It would work very, very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just that, but this is, this game could be their opportunity to, we could like, if, if it were to be blizzard, we could just, I mean, this will, 
essentially destroy the story that we develop of this game with the hex angels <laughs> but they can make it so diablo warcraft starcraft overwatch if we just sold, we sold out you mean <laughs> if we just fucking sold out <laughs> but, but they can make it they can make this the super smash bros spin-off yeah, of literally all their games in one universe and just make it uh, uh, an origin story for where all this uh stuff happened you know because you got angels yeah. in Diablo, you got the fantasy stuff from Warcraft, and then you got kind of sci-fi stuff with Starcraft, and then the heroes from Overwatch, and then it'd just be a, a mash of all their games <laughs> into one. You just sold us to Blizzard. <laughs> you did. You did sell us out. Uh, I would want to give this to Turtle Rock Studios, uh, oh, okay. the guys behind Left 4 Dead, and more recently... I don't even remember what it was called. Um, they have a new one coming up, Bad Back for Blood. Yeah, Black for, Back for something. Blood. Uh, but what was their game that didn't do so well? Oh, Evolve. Evolve was exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I have a sealed copy on my shelf over there. If you want me to grab it. <laughs> but uh, th- I think the reason why they come to mind is because they made the strategy in Evolve of trying to capture this monster all seamless in terms of you had to go find him, find a good position to trap him and lay down traps and then bring him over there in order to do everything you just planned out. Uh, And it's not exactly the same, but I think they could have some fun with it. Yeah. What was the second one you got for us, Alex? Um, I was thinking of a powerhouse that need another like a genre like this in them and that could do it and could be powerful enough to do it. And I was thinking Valve. If Valve were to drop this, that would be another one where if uh, you heard of Hexwrath coming from Valve, you'd be like, this is probably going to be the next hit. This is going to be what we're all going to be addicted to. Um, oh, y'all. They- y'all, what about what about Firaxis? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, That'd I love everything. Yo, they make XCOM. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah, sorry, I just needed to say that out loud. I I totally just trampled you, Alex. Oh no, you're good because I didn't really have much to go without with that without Valve is that big name. They've done big things and it would work, and that Steam support would be so good. I'm leaning on like power, basically, to get this game going, but it makes sense. You want Gabe's millions to make this game? Yep, I do. I do. And with that, our 143rd IP has gone gold. We hope you look forward to this experience that will probably never release. You could write to appoundgames at gmail.com if you have anything to patch into the game we created today. Also, give us feedback. We're still learning how to make the show better, and your feedback really helps. We have a Patreon. If you'd like to back our ideas, please head over to patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. Patrons receive episodes two days early and the next podcast at the beginning, which caught the tail end of our conversation at the beginning of this episode. That's patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. If you liked our show, why not subscribe and give us all the stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And if they ask for a review, instead of reviewing our show, become your inner game critic and review Hexwrath, the video game we just created. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like, give the audience a little spiel uh, about where they could find you and what you're doing out on the interwebs. 
Yeah, so um, I host two podcasts. The first we mentioned on the top, it's the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, we are a video game book club podcast. We've been going for almost four years. Um, we try and give you funny, informative, and mostly positive uh, game reviews. So if you like video games, check us out. Find a game in the feed you like and, and download and, and see if you like us. Uh, you can find us on all major podcasting platforms. My second podcast is called Cutscenes. Uh, my co-host Katie Lesperance was on this show before. Um, it is a seasonal video game movie podcast. We are just in season two now. Uh, you can check us out at cutscenes.ca if you want to find me on the internet uh i'm primarily on twitter at jacob mccourt but i'm at jacob mccourt on everything it's it's a brand i live and die by the brand dudes thank you so much for having me it was such a pleasure to come back yeah, no always welcome on the show jacob we love uh, oh talking yeah to you. always a pleasure yeah. thank you very much well thank you for joining us today we'll be back next friday with another new ip again my name is Ye, and i'm ag End it. And I'm Jacob McCourt. Okay. <laughs> the AG bit kills Jay. me. The AG bit kills me. I don't know. I don't like it. And please remember that we are not game devs. Wow. I feel like I did a Waluigi at the end just to finish it. Wow. Because I us- it was not my episode to finish, but I finished it anyway. Jay started it, and AG finished it. It's what he does. He finishes it. <laughs>